so let's go straight to landlord and tenant relationship the law of leases my name is Edmund Senan Ulochu. Statutory definition of a lease. If you don't know what a lease is, it's the same as tenancy or a demise or a term of years. What, what we call rent, that is a lease. Okay, tenancy. You're a tenant somewhere, it's a lease. Now, the statutory definition is in section 6. So it's an interest that is granted to one another person by one for a term that is certain. It arises when somebody who is an allodial, usufactory, customer law freeholder, or common law freeholder conveys to another person an interest in land for a specified term subject to terms and conditions. Right? So, in the case of a sublease or an assignment, a leasehold may arise when the holder of a leasehold interest grants a sublease out of that interest or assigns that interest. What this means is this. A lease is an interest that somebody who has a loadier or usufactory interest grants to another person. Okay? Now, I can grant that lease to another person that interest to another person that person can also grant out of his interest another lease to another person which is called the subletting or the sublease now that subletting letting or the sublease could either be an assignment or a license a sublease now if it's an assignment that means that i have given the whole thing to somebody I've given the whole interest that I have to somebody else. But if it's a sublease, then that means I've given only a part of my interest to another person. So me as a leasee, there's a leaseor who granted me the interest. Then I go and give it to somebody else. The person has become a sub-leasee, all right? Now, it could be an assignment I've given to that person or a, sub, a, a sub-lease. Now, if it's a sublease, that means I've only given a part. But if it's an assignment, I've given my whole interest. That means that I don't have any interest anymore. I've sold it to him. Now, there are essential characteristics of, um, of a lease. So you have exclusive possession. There's a certainty of a term or a period. So a lease is so different from others in that it's up to a certain term. And then there has to be payment of consideration or rent okay exclusive possession exclusive possession is that you have the right to exclude everybody else in the world including the landlord from occupying and controlling the place except that you give the landlord limited limited rights to enter onto to view and to repair enter onto the premises the premises or the land to view and to repair okay so you the person are in exclusive possession and the test of, of exclusivity is in the case of Antonides and Villis. i'll tell you about that case now the certainty of term we are talking about the essential characteristics we are we said exclusive possession now we say certainty of term it's also in section six the term of the lease must be certain or capable of ascertainment at the time of the commencement of the lease and this is in lace and chandler chancellor okay all right 
So there are certain situations that are not qualified as leases. For example, when there's no intention to create a legal relation. For example, I've given a friend gives you a place to stay in. That is not a lease. Okay. So or um, uh, possession granted person to a contract of employment. That is also not a lease. Then there are also tenants at will. Uh, so either tenant can terminate the, 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 the contract at any time. Then there's tenant at sufferance, which is also called holdover tenancy when the lease expires. Then there are lodges, people go and lodge in a hotel. Then there are also interim accommodation granted in the context of homelessness. Okay, when you are homeless, somebody gives you. Don't go and say that he has leased that thing to you. You've not provided any consideration for it. Now, there are formalities for creating a lease. And we see this in, in section 34, 35, and 36. Right? 35, 34 tells you that when it is not written, a lease is not enforceable. But then, 36 tells you the 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 ones the exceptions to the lease being written there could be an oral grant by order of a court by prescription by rules of equity all this is in section 36 okay but 34 tells you that if it's not written then it ain't happening right now section 68.9 is very interesting it says that a conveyance or lease is deemed to have been executed by a stool or skin or clan or family if the instrument is executed by all the individuals whose consent is by law customarily a necessary condition for the conveyance of that land stool clan or family that possesses which the land stool clan or family possesses so if you are for, for section 68 9 it deals with stool clan family or uh, uh, skin land it says that when a, a lease is being given upon that land everybody that customary law prescribes to be part of that lease should have been consented should have been should have consented to that lease okay but if it's a lease given of public land that that one is the chairperson of the lands commission that will sign it and then it becomes a lawful lease there are types of leases there are different types of leases there's equitable lease there's a fixed term lease then there are the periodic leases then we have the statutory leases okay now the equitable leases it takes effect in equity alone and are normally due to the absence of a formality but equity takes the view that in the light of circumstances, it is, it is proper to protect the leasee's interest in the land for the sake of fraud, unconscionability, duress, or part performance. So the rule in Lonsdale and Walsh says that a contract for lease is as good as a lease, provided that the agreement is one which, which equity is prepared to grant specific performance. So even when under Section 34, the lease is not written, there are certain times when equity is able to grant specific performance that it could be imputed to you as a lease so that's an equitable lease so fixed term leases it is 
in with the duration has been definitely settled agreed upon between the parties it can only be determined by the reflection of time or a notice to quit so that's fixed term it's fixed fixed term leases then there are periodic leases where the the, the lease automatically renews after the certain term but on the condition that the relation between the landlord and the tenant are is still good so the cycle continues until it is brought to an end by serving the required notice so periodic tenancy is also created without the formality of writing because once one lease um expires the the other automatically begins so you don't have to write okay now there are reversionary leases and it takes effect at a future date or commences after the expiration of a previous or current lease okay it's an estate in reversion right yeah so it takes effect at a future date okay or commences after the expiration of a previous or current lease so any right in property the enjoyment of which is deferred that's the reversionary lease any right in property the enjoyment of which is deferred okay now what happens when a reversion is transferred when a reversionary interest in respect of a lease is transferred the incidents and obligations of the leasee remain the same okay they don't change now let's go quickly to statutory tenancy it's a contractual lease or tenancy that has come to an, an expiration but it retains the, the but the, the tenant retains possession by virtue of protection offered by a statute for example the rent act 1963 so the rent act allows a tenant to continue in possession but it is non-proprietary uh, so you continue in possession and then until uh, it's terminated by either your death or by ejection by a court of law uh, but so it doesn't confer any proprietary title and cannot be transferred into survivors or testamentarily okay so that's about leases so that's all about leases so there are leasehold covenants whether somebody when you, you write a lease agreement there are certain things that the landlord will put in there that do not do or do they are either covenants or they are conditions now it's very easy to understand a covenant a covenant so it's a kind of promise to do something so a covenant is a promise to do something but when you don't do that thing it does not void the contract okay it only makes you liable for damages that's a, a, a covenant but a condition is more serious it's a condition that if this thing does not happen the contract is void it is you can the, the landlord can void the contract based on that so the landlord is not entitled to perform if you breach or if the landlord breaches, you are not entitled to perform your obligations in the contract so yeah the whether or not the a statement is a covenant or a breach it depends on the wording of the the statement now there are types of covenants there are express covenants 
provided it's not illegal it can be express which will mean that it's stated there okay then there are the implied by statutes okay where there's a lease by way of convenience for valuable consideration they are setting implied covenants into the lease and we'll go there then there are the usual covenants where the lease is is uh, preceded by a contract for a lease or is oral the usual covenants imply and the usual covenants are that you will pay rent and that you will pay utilities and that you will leave the place in a tenant-like manner and that you will pay all taxes and levies levied upon the occupier of the premises so and also permits the the landlord to re-enter the prom- the premises for non-payment of the rent but not for other conditions okay but rent there is a very sacrosanct covenant that if you don't pay rent you will you forfeit your right now let's go to implied covenant in the covenant for valuable consideration they are implied the covenant of right to convey quiet enjoyment freedom from encumbrances and further assurance and these are set out in the part one of the second schedule of the land act okay so for the tra- so implied covenant by the transferor what has the transfer the landlord implied and this is in section 50 section 50 first right to convey you have the right to convey the lease then quiet enjoyment freedom from encumbrances Encumbrances are a lien, a mortgage, any hindrance to you occupying the place, okay? And then further assurances that you could expand, you could do other things you could do with, you know, the permission of the landlord. Okay, that's implied covenant by the transfer of section 50. Now, implied covenant in an assignment or sublease by the transferor. So if I give you land and you go and sublease, what are the, impl- the implied covenant you are given to your sub-leaser, sub-leaser. In the conveyance by way of assignment or sublease of leasehold property for valuable consideration, there shall be implied the further assurance of validity and past observance of the head lease in terms set out in part two of the second schedule. So it's just that you, the, 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 the sublease you have given to the other person is valid. Okay, so in a sublease, there shall be implied a further covenant or, or future observance of the head lease and production of title deeds and delivery of copies. Okay. Now, what if it's under a trust? The scenario are created. If what is the the the, the trustee? What covenant does he imply? He implies that he has in no way encumbered upon the subject matter. He has not gone to use the subnet subject matter to collect a, a debt to pay off a debt which is a, a lien or a mortgage or to collect money that is a mortgage or to do any other thing which are encumbrances encumbrances so the only implied covenant for a trustee is that you have not encumbered upon it that subject matter okay so what if somebody extends or vary variates or varies the the covenant in the lease section 58 says that the other person cannot remove himself from liability when he varies the 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 covenant now let's go quickly to 
renewal of leases. So section 59 says that for an indigent of a place, if I've, I've leased a place to you, you use it for residence, to grow perennial crops for industrial or commercial purpose, there's implied a covenant that after the expiration of the certain term, the lease shall be renewed, subject to you performing your customary duties. Now, what if you are a non-indigent? Okay, section 5011. It says that unless it is otherwise expressly provided, there shall be implied a term that a Ghanaian who is a non-indigent of a place, the lease given to him shall be renewed. A lease of public land, which is a bare land granted by the Republic to a citizen, is subject to automatic renewal by terms agreed on by the parties, except for commercial properties or the properties required for redevelopment. So if it's Ghana that gives you the thing, it's also implied that it to be renewed, except for a commercial property. Or if you are, the government needs it to develop. So renewal is subject to original terms and to take into consideration any improvement by the lessee. So what if you agree to, you fail to agree to terms on the, on the renewal? Section 5015 says that you should resolve the matter through ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution. Section 5016 also says that subject to Section 5015, if you cannot resolve by ADR, then you should go to court. So what if it's given to a non-Ghanaian, somebody who is a non-Ghanaian? Subject to section 10.6 of the Land Act, uh, it says that we cannot give a leasehold, we cannot create a freehold whatsoever uh, to in a, a non-Ghanaian. Unless it is expressly stated, it is not automatically renewed. Okay. Now, if it's a, a Yusufort needs to give a lease to somebody, he needs to contact the, the allodial title holder. And this is in section 52. And the allodial title holder must have given him a written consent and he must have paid adequate compensation for it. Okay. So now we've talked about the implied covenants by the transferor the landlord, the, the sub-lessor. Now, what about you, the one that the thing is being made to? You have to, in, uh, uh, it's implied a covenant that you will not alter or erect additional property without the landlord's written consent. You will not exercise the power of further assurance without the landlord's written consent. And you will not injure walls, uh, cause damage to walls and timber in the leased property. Then you also, you will pay rent okay and also that you allow the landlord to enter into the premises to repair adjoining premises now covenants against subletting assignment or parting with possession now not without the previous written consent of the landlord to sublet assign or put or put with part with the possession of the premises which consent shall not be reasonably withheld the 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 honors of the landlord being unreasonable lies on the tenant so if i give you a place can you go and sublet can you assign it can you part with it you must ask the landlord okay now the consequences of subletting without the landlord's consent is that a sublease in contravention of the covenant always gives the head lease or a right to damages 
and he may determine the lease but the sublease is not void ab initio okay that means it's voidable but it's not void ab initio okay so and he may end the lease but that's subject to whatever transpires between you and him but it doesn't invalidate or void the the sublease you have given to the other person so consenting sublease for monthly or um, short tenancy for residential residential premises so by section 22.1 of the rent act it shall not be without the written consent of the landlord uh, a sub-leaseor is enjoined to inform the head leaseor of any sublease and the terms thereof within 14 days of such subleasing. Now, non-payment, no payment for consent to assign the the property, section 62. You don't have to pay, but also there's no prohibition against payment. Okay. Now the the sublessor or the lessee has also some implied covenant that he will not use the place for illegal or immoral use, uh, that he will not annoy or be a nuisance to the the landlord, and that upon the determination of the lease, he will yield up a vacant possession to the landlord in a tenant-like manner including all fittings and fixtures now um covenant implied by the sub you have to assure the sub saw that there's there's future observance of the head lease okay and then you are there's indemnity against for the sub saw against claims damages and costs that if there are any claims on the lessee, it doesn't affect the sub-lessee, okay? And there's permission to carry out repair under the head lease in the terms set out in part four, part six of the second schedule. By way of assignment for valuable consideration of land comprised in the lease, there are implied the following covenants. Payment of rent, future observance of the head lease, indemnity in the terms set out in part seven. Okay. Now, what are the benefits relating to land covenants? What are the benefits relating to land covenants? 53, section 53, it says that 53.1, a covenant that relates to an interest in land of, of the convent, covenantee is deemed to be made with the covenantee and the successors in title of the covenantee and the persons deriving title under the covenantee or the successors in title of the covenantee are enforceable by the covenantee and the persons deriving title under the covenantee or the successor in title of the covenantee to the same extent as the covenantee that means that whatever conditions or obligations are there for the covenantee the one that to whom the covenant has been made his successes will also have to the same extent okay it says that for the purposes of that 53 2 says for the purposes of section 1 in connection with covenant restrictive covenants restrictive of the user of land successes in title include the owners and occupiers of the land which which the covenant is intended to benefit 
53.3, it says the benefit of a covenant relating to an interest in land may be made to run with the land without the use of a technical expression if the covenant is of a nature that enables benefit to run with the land. Now, burden of the covenant. The burden of a covenant. A covenant relating to an interest in land of a covenantor or land capable of being bound by the covenantor is, unless a contrary intention is expressed, deemed to be made by the covenantor on behalf of the covenantor or the successors in title of the covenantor, and a person deriving title from the covenantor and is enforceable against the successors in title and the person deriving title from the covenantor to the same extent as the covenantor. You get it? So if I made a covenant to somebody else, that covenant affects those who come after me and it can be enforced against them to the same extent okay now let's end it here and then we'll go to enforcement of lease old covenants